Good evening. Today is Wednesday. Nope, I am sorry. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is chapter 12, and our speaker tonight is Roz G. Thank you, Roz G. Well, thank you. Yes, my name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I've never heard of this meeting. I don't know many, any, maybe one or two people here. And so I just feel like God said, okay, Roz, I want you to be of service to some compulsive overeaters because I'm normally at another meeting at this time, but I'm really honored. And um, I, I'm just very help, happy to be helpful and, and, and speak tonight. So thank you, whoever texted me. <laughs> thank you for asking me. Um, so once again, um, I'm Roz. And what I'll do is I'll spend the first few minutes qualifying as a compulsive overeater so we can identify. And then I will talk about the person that texted me, asked me to, you know, talk, uh, pick a, a part, a portion of the text of working with others and then talk about it. So, but I think it's important to qualify. So um, I came into Overeaters Anonymous in uh, 2002. Of course, it was a January um, decision. It was, you know, a, a January New Year's resolution um, because I had tried over 20 plus diets and, you know, diet pills, Metabolift, Metabolite, Xenadrin, um, every diet book you could think of in the library. If you, if you went to look at my library record of library books, they would be all diet and self-help books. Um, I couldn't afford Weight Watchers um, and the commercial diet programs. I couldn't afford those because I lived in a lot of American standard poverty in those days. Uh, lot, did, you know, most of my groceries were food stamps. Um, and um, I was at a, a, it was on Christmas that I was at my mother's house and, I, and I'm the middle child of two sisters who were thin and didn't have weight problems and eating problems. And um, my mom got us all a sweater for Christmas and she got me a black sweater and my sister's colorful sweaters. And if you're a compulsive overeater and you have body image issues and you maybe have some dysmorphic problems, you know that if you wear black, it's slimming. And so I, I wore, I, I looked, I was very jealous and angry that my mom got me a black sweater and my sister's colorful sweaters. And I just, that was a miserable Christmas. I, I think that my sister even said to me, one of them, my youngest one, you know, you, it looks as you could, you could stand to lose a few pounds. And, you know, saying that to a compulsive overeater who has a weight problem is extremely insulting, especially when your feelings are on the end of your nose, overly sensitive. That was who I was. So I think I used the F word at the Christmas table that night or, you know, and you just don't do that in family on Christmas. And so the next morning I went to the whole weedery, which is one of our locally owned health food stores. And I bought my, my regular concoction of flaxseed and um, germ flax oil and germ wheat germ that I mixed up and drank to try to, uh, what, what was that called? Laxative abuse. Um, I'm also a compulsive exerciser. I never had the courage to be a bulimic when, you know, throw up bulimia, but um, I do have, I can identify with being an exercise bulimic over exercising. Um, fast forward to, you know, just exercising so much and running, jogging that I had plantar fasciitis from the, from the overweightness and putting too much stress on my foot. 
I had surgery over that. And then I just kept on working out after that. And I also hurt my shoulder after so much weightlifting, so much, so many push-ups, so much this and this and this, my shoulder couldn't take it anymore. And I would be getting these shots, you know, the, that cortisone, I'd get short cortisone, shown cortisone shots every six months, the pain would go away. I'd forget that I had a problem with my shoulder. And finally, a doctor said to me, you know, you may want to have surgery on your shoulder because you're just masking the pain. The problem is there and it's going to get worse. So I got, I had shoulder surgery. I, I didn't work for three months, you know, repairing the shoulder. And as soon as um, I was out of the sling, I was back at the gym doing weightlifting, doing bench presses. And I had a, and it was as if my higher power, God said to me, do you want to have a working arm? And after that happened, I knew I had to get serious about my recovery. And I was in the vision for you meetings. I've been in the vision for you, you meetings for about five years, four or five years. I've been to two of their conferences, but I still, I still didn't take the doctor's opinion seriously. I still didn't understand the doctor's opinion where it says, uh, and I'm going to get to um, the, the, the topic tonight, but where it says um, on page XXV III, we believe and so suggested a few years ago that the action of alcohol or food, macaroni and cheese, chocolate chip cookies, um, any kind of chocolate, double chocolate cake, serily cake, those things is a manifestation of an allergy that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. These allergic, these allergic types can never safely use alcohol or sugar. That means molasses. That means, um, cause molasses was the last thing I let go of. Um, that means, you know, all the forms of sugar that you see on those food lists, um, in no form, once having formed the habit, they found they cannot break it. Once having lost their self-confidence, their reliance upon things human, their problems pile up on them and become dif uh, astonishingly difficult to solve. So I'm doing a lot of fast forward tonight because it's only a 20 minute pitch and the, the topic is more on step 12. But just to say that my last binge was on a pizza. I was in EMDR therapy and I walked from, there was ba a Blaze Pizza place you know, in walking distance of my therapist's office. And, um, you know, EMDR is heavy stuff. And uh, I, boy, the smell of that Blaze pizza was amazing. And they had cauliflower crust. <laughs> so I thought, oh, it's just cauliflower crust and I can eat cheese and I can eat marinara sauce. <laughs> and uh, it's fine, kind of funny now, but um, who knows what was in that cauliflower crust. But I ended up eating a whole pizza, driving and eating a whole pizza on the way home from um, the therapy session. I, and I don't think that's an abs that's an abstinence. I think, I think driving and eating a whole pizza on the way home from very heavy um, therapy is not abstinent behavior. So I had to get honest. I got a new sponsor and she said, well, you're going to have to learn how to trust yourself, Roz, trust yourself, walk in another direction. Don't walk in front of the pizza place and let's do a food plan. That's how she talked. She was from the, from uh, Vermont. Um, but anyway, so Today I am. I've been. I've been uh, recovered for two and a half years, almost three years. This July, I've been in OA since 2002. But it's taken me many years to get a real good abstinence going, and it hasn't been perfect. Um, 
but I, you know, there's grace. I'm not, I haven't gone back to those foods, but maybe I've done something weird here or there, but I've always been honest about it. I talk about it and I'm doing just fine. So um, since the topic tonight is on step 12, I'll talk about how I practice step 12. And I heard this in a vision for you meeting recently, but this is an amazing gem. If you're not working step, step 12, somebody's not getting to work step one. If I'm not working step 12, somebody's not getting to work step one. Isn't that nice? Okay, so here's what I'll talk about tonight. Page 99 at the bottom. Let no alcoholic or compulsive overeater say he cannot recover unless he has his family back. This isn't so. In some cases, the wife will never come back for one reason or another. Remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. And I have two dogs that are a little crazy. They may walk in. We, may, we have seen men get well whose families have not returned at all. We have seen others slip when the family came back too soon. Here's my favorite part. Both you and the new man or woman must walk or trans. <laughs> And today, you know how it is. Um, uh, we must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. So the way I, the practical way that I sponsor people is um, I get up at four in the morning, California time. I listen to Vision for You. I get off at about 4.30. I do my prayer and meditation time. And then from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., I take two half-hour calls, and they are going going through the book. And recently, you know, I'm not trying to to I'm trying to live a humble life, but recently I haven't had to put my name out for sponsorship because I get calls. I just got another call, as a lady asking me if I was available, and I just finished with somebody else, and I was like, oh, I'll get it. I'll get a little bit a bit of a break. <laughs> I never get a break. <laughs> it's it. I have to sponsor people. I, you know, it's like, as Kim G says, I'm a, you should be afraid not to. So um, I, I take people through the steps, uh, a half in half an hour increment calls. We go through the doctor's opinion. We go through the food list. We go through a food plan and I'm not, I'm nobody's food nutritionist. So I highly suggest that they, you know, get a food nutritionist or a food, you know, somebody that knows that's professional because I've taught health for many years, but when it comes to compulsive overeating, I'm clueless. Even though I'm, a, I have a doctorate degree, I am, I'm an education specialist, but when it comes to um, compulsive eating and me and my food plant, I, I have a built-in forgetter. It just goes. So, but I'm glad, I'm, I'm happy to be included in this class of people because as it says here, I put myself in God's hands and my life is far better than any way I've could have planned it. In the beginning of my share, I said, I've lived, I lived in American standard poverty. I was on welfare. I was on food stamps. I was a single mom and I raised my kids for 17 years 
without my former husband. And it was an alcoholic marriage for another program. Um, and um, today I own my own home. Uh, I drive, I have two cars. One of them's paid off. One of them is my dream car. And I, I'm not into the, 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 the material stuff. I'm just saying the blessings in my life. Um, and I, like I said, I got all kinds of degrees from college. I have a well-paying career, but my passion, my real passion is gardening. And um, God has given me the gift of, of gardening. Um, I learned it from my dad, but I really got very serious about it. And I just started messing around in my backyard. Now a fourth of my backyard is a real garden and I plant all kinds of vegetables in it. And I got accepted into a master gardener program with California University. It's an extension program where I'm learning. I'm really learning how to be a gardener and I'll be doing volunteer community gardens. So God has given me a purpose. I can be of service to the community through gardening. It's healthy. I'm a gar I'm a vegetable snob. I like fresh vegetables. I don't like I don't like frozen vegetables. They don't taste good. Fresh vegetables from farmers market or from my own garden or from my friends gardens are the best. Um so when I follow the dictates of a higher power, what is that? That means I'm single. I've been single for, for many years. I've been lonely. I've been, I've been wondering, God, why, why can't I get into a relationship? It's not your time yet, Roz. You've got some things to work out. You know, I had to work out jealousy. I had to work out envy. I had to work out pride. I had to work out ego. I had to work out selfishness. I had to work out self-centeredness. And when I work with sponsees, and we go back to step one all the time. I, I go back with them. When we work step six, six and seven, we go deeply into it. And I, and I keep learning about myself. I don't want to bring that Roz into a relationship. I want to bring a, a, an imperfect, but selfless and God-centered Roz into a, into a relationship. So I believe that God will, will bless me when he's ready. To, he, however you guys want to call God. For me, it's he, but you guys, it's cool. I get it. Um, when God blesses me in, in God's time, it will happen for me. Right now, it's to do God's business. I'm a school teacher. I, I, teach, I teach school. I, I'm a parent of three adult children. I still have and I'm very involved in their lives. I have two dogs. I'm a huge dog lover. And I, I have a puppy, so she's crazy. So I'm raising a puppy right now. Um, and I do a lot of 12-step work. I'm on meetings on Zoom every night, just about. I do service in meetings. And I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one sponsorship. Um, and my mother's 83 years old. Let me get some water, please. I just, I just went in her backyard and planted some onions and some sweet peas for her because she wants me to help her with her garden. And mom is like on the top of my priority list, you know, so I'd be, of, I go to be of service to my mother. So um, that's enough. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. And um, I'm so busy that I don't have time to be lonely. Once in a while I get lonely. And um, sometimes when I'm at church and I see couples and, you know, I, I see happy marriages, I feel a little self-pity. But what is step 12 saying that? What does the nightly review say? We are not to get into self-pity. It, it doesn't Five help. Five minutes. Okay. So um, just to say that if, if I don't work step 12, somebody's not working a step one. Um, when I do work with people, we go through the 12 steps, but after we're done with the 12 step, I send them on their way to sponsor somebody else. 
and we stay in touch through nightly reviews, through 10th steps, and uh, through them sending me their food. If uh, some, I have one sponsee that's really um, like an old timer and she doesn't send me her food every day and she's doing pretty well. So she doesn't need to do that, but we talk once a week. So either I'm talking to sponsees every day or once a week or depending upon their individual needs, but I am talking to somebody in OA every single day. And I work two other programs too, but what I'm putting in my body is extremely important. It's like, you know, um, unleaded gasoline, the finest kind. And uh, in order for my body, for this this engine to run, I have to put put the, the best chemicals in it or foods, you know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know what else to say. I think that's going to be the end of my share tonight. But um, I don't know what, uh, much about this meeting, but thank you for listening and being here. And I saw some nodding heads. So thank you for your support. And um, I will be here to listen. I don't know if you guys do question and answer, whatever you do, I'm here till the end of your meeting. So thank you very much. And I pass. Thank you so much, Roz. That was, that was really great. Um, we do have questions and answers. Uh, we will now open the meeting for questions or three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Hi everybody, I'm Laura T. I'm your Zoom host tonight, and we'll start with Melissa B. Thanks, Laura, uh, Melissa, recovered compulsive overeater, sugar addict, night eater. Thank you so much, Roz. What a beautiful message. Um, I just so appreciate everything that you said, especially that part about how if we don't work the 12 step, someone else doesn't get to work the first. And I just thought that was so powerful. Um, I had a question. I wonder if you could share your experience, Strength and Hope, on uh, how quickly you take your sponsees through the book. Thanks. Yes, um, it takes about a month or a month and a half. I know there's some people that are saying, it should take a week, you know, and I don't think that works for me. Uh, I think, you know, a good month. maybe six weeks, depending, <laughs> but that's my answer. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Melissa. And thanks, Roz. Um, Angela, you're next. There we go. Hey, everyone. I am Angela, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Really happy to be here tonight. Lovely to see all your faces tonight. Everybody doing service. Thank you. Roz, it was wonderful hearing you tonight. Thank you so much for coming and joining this incredible group. Um, I'm wondering, I do have a question for you. I'm wondering if you could speak to the newcomers here because we have lots of them here tonight. And I'm wondering if you could, um, for someone who might be really struggling 
or unsure if they really belong here or not really sure maybe how to reach out and ask for a sponsor. Anything you can share uh, would be really appreciated. Roz, oh, that was muted. muted. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. okay. So I don't see anybody that I know in here. So um, if you're new and you feel shy about making making phone calls, you're only prolonging your own recovery. So humility is one of the basis of our lives. Humility is a necessity of life, as the, the 12 and 12 says. There's an AA 12 and 12. And in chapter seven, it talks a lot about humility. And even though that's not step one, the basis of all of our steps is saying, I can't do this. I need help. So finding, it's, what, it's, it's our job as sponsors to look for people, but it's also your responsibility as a newcomer to find someone that you really are attracted to and ask them if, if they're available to sponsor you. And if they're not, just keep asking because somebody will come along that is available to you. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. There's so many other sponsors. I have, I have been fired and fired so many times. I guess that's kind of a strong word, but I learned something from everybody, whether it didn't, whether it worked out or not. I have learned something from every person that I've ever worked with. So if you're struggling and you need help, reach out. There's so many people in this meeting whom I'm sure would be willing to take an outreach call, to take you through the steps, or even just read the doctor's opinion. One lady in my in the other group that I'm in, usually on this, this evening, she, just, she and I just took two phone calls and went through the doctor's opinion, and she ended up going to, with another person. But at least we got to figure out what our problem is. The doctor's opinion is, will tell us what our problem is. So don't be afraid, and if you are, Ask God, your God, to remove your fear and make that phone call. And the person that you're calling, you're helping them just as much. Because whenever I get calls from newcomers, it helps me every time. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Europe next, and then we'll hear from Katie. Are you there, Tam? You're still muted. Okay, we'll come back to you. Um, Katie. Katie N, you need to unmute. Is it possible that maybe they can't unmute that it's locked? I will check that. Okay. Yeah, we have to unmute them. Sorry, family, I'll unmute. Uh... Oh, there we go, we got it. How's that? I just got Katie. Sorry, Tam, I just saw your message. We can unmute okay. you next. Sorry about that. Um, that was Go ahead, Katie. <laughs> um, I'm Katie, uh, I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, and uh, Roz, holy smokes, girl. Um, 
just like your higher power brought you here to speak, mine brought me here to listen. So thank you. Uh, I'm having a hell of a time coming out of relapse. It feels like my disease is an octopus hanging on to so many different aspects of my life. And each leg is dealing with a different stage of grief, of letting go. I just can't seem to let go and really let God, you know? Just can't let go. I'm trying to figure out that question. Yeah, I had I had a question. Uh, suggestions, I guess. Like, I feel like uh, I want to work 10, 11, 12, but I haven't done a proper four through nine. And I'm struggling so hard with one, two, and three right now. I don't know. I, I don't know. Could How would my next 24 hours look? What what can I do? Is Is there something that you can see that you recognize that maybe I'm just a little blind to? Um, well, there's a, a wise person in our, in our program, his name is Harlan. And he says, um, that our egos want to make us different and you're no different than me. We're just compulsive overeaters. And the longer you stay in, in the, in the misery that you're in, nothing's going to change. There's another slogan. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So what are you going to to do to change the situation? One thing that really helps me is I have a little altar in my room. It has candles. It has a little cross and an angel, you know, and I turn off the lights and I light all the candles and I just sit with my, my hands open and I just say, God, I need you. Please come in, you know, come in, infiltrate my thinking, infiltrate my, my breathing. And God is deep down within, as the big book says, that's where God can be found. And if you do that, he'll meet you right. God will meet you right there. But it's going to be up to you because this is a spiritual program of action. So it's going to be up to you to take the actions. It sucks being in relapse but our egos want to make us different. Well, I'm different. No, we're not different. We're all the same. We're compulsive overeaters and we need each other's help. So it's going to be up to you to make the change. Thank you, Katie and Ross. I know that you don't want to hear that, but that's the truth. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Tam, I'm sorry for earlier. Um, you, are you ready to share now? Yes, I got the unmute. Um, I'm Tam and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I wanted to hear about how you're able to balance multiple um, recovery um, programs because All right. I'm finding that challenging. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, um, I, I balance three programs on, in my life and the other two I work are debtors anonymous and Al-Anon. So for Al-Anon, I attend one meeting a week, but I, I, there's a lot of phone meetings. So while I'm getting ready for work, I listen to an Al-Anon phone meeting. I have one Al-Anon sponsee that I'm working with right now. And, uh, we talk once a week. 
Um, so I stay connected to those principles by working with him. Um, I do, you know, I do sponsor some guys sometimes. I don't know, for some reason, it just doesn't bother me. Um, and uh, so I'll do Al-Anon telephone meetings. Sometimes I'm, I'm multitasking, but, it's, and, but I get a lot out of it. And then I do a parent meeting on Monday nights and I sponsor somebody. So that's Al-Anon. Debtors Anonymous, I, um, I, I'm a GSR on Sunday mornings. So I do a Sunday morning group with them and then I be of service to other people in other ways. But OA is the number one. It's like, I'd say my core issue. So I, I go to meetings on Zoom every evening and I love it. it. I just do an hour a night or I listen to the vision for you in the morning. And 12 steps is like a big, big part of my life. But without the work that I'm doing, I wouldn't have the quality of life that I have. And I also have a, you know, a, a 10 step train partner and we only take a five minute phone call, but all the buildup of human emotion comes out when I do those 10 steps. And when I do my nightly reviews, I'm doing exactly what the book is telling me to do. And God works it out so that I have time for a very high quality life. So I hope that answers your question. I gave you a practical answer. Thank you. And next up is Robbie, Robbie L. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Roby, possible uh, reader. Uh, Hi, Roby. Yeah. Thanks so much, Roz, for your share. It's great. Um, uh, and, and, you know, a good opportunity to get the behind the scenes from the, from a, a, somebody who's sponsoring a lot. Um, I'm curious because I'm, I'm on step four now and I've been through the steps a few times and this time step four, actually each of the steps has been so different. So um, much more powerful for me. And I think it has to do with maybe some food plan changes, maybe just um, repetition, but um, it kind of is, is um, supporting the perfectionistic procrastinator in me like, oh, okay, see, I, I went through them before and I missed things. I didn't, I didn't um, get as much as I'm getting this time. So I'm wondering, how do you get people through in 30 days? Because I I'm finding I need a lot of time on step four. I'm finding it rewarding, but do you limit how many they put on their list? Okay, because I've, yeah. Like, no, I don't limit their list. I just tell them you have the weekend or whatever, two or three days to do step four. Well, let's make an appointment. I don't give them, I don't give them time because during your step four, that's when you're going to start eating again. If you don't get it, knock it out because all this emotion shit is going to come up and you're going to start eating again. The big book will say that it says if we don't take this this um, step, we're it's here. I'm saying what's here. So get it done. And if you have a sponsor that's allowing you to take your time, get a new sponsor. And I hope that sponsor's not here, but um. I, you've asked me to, to your, my question. That's my answer to you. I've taken forever to do four steps and I ate all, all the way through it. it. We have to get it done and out of the way. So you can start working with it. Yeah. So cut and dry, but that's the way it is. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Okay, next up we have Chris. And sorry about that, Roby. Sorry for mispronouncing your name. No, no problem. Chris J. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, thank you so much, Ross, for your share. I always see you on Scottsdale and giving uh, service. So it's lovely hearing your, your your backstory and you know just your experience strength and hope. I really, really enjoyed it, especially I don't know what stood out to me was um, the gardening, the gardening and the, oh, can I just clarify, like, is it just questions or? Oh, why don't you ask the moderator? You can share or ask a question, Chris. It's a share or a question. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I really, while the, the gardening really resonated with me because I almost feel like I've just been a little while in program and already I'm starting to discover parts of myself that I never knew existed. Like I never knew all these things I'm genuinely interested in because eating has just taken over my life, you know, like where do I have time to and hit space to even be in the present. And I now see that when I'm not in the food, like suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm bringing a Frisbee to class. And I'm just like asking my friends to play. And after class, um, like I had a really stressful presentation. I was playing all the big book prayers on the way to class. And when I was there, I was saying the serenity prayer. I was breathing. I was actually in the moment, not running from the emotions for the first time. And after that, I was able to like be in my body feel these uncomfortable emotions because I really hate that I can't stuff down the, the sensations anymore um I I think I heard what you said about you know on the way back from from like therapy and it's so hard because those emotions come up I think especially when there's trauma it's like no wonder I ate <laughs> you know it's so difficult so scary sometimes those sensations um but yeah I'm starting to see it and I don't know when you sit gardening suddenly I'm like huh am I interested in gardening? Maybe I like gardening too. <laughs> and that gives me so much hope that there's a life to live. You're talking about um, so you're not in a relationship right now. And that speaks to me. Um, my sponsor made me do a bit of reflection on like what I saw as accomplishments throughout my life. And I realized that a lot of my disordered habits were <laughs> my accomplishments. And a lot, of, a lot of relationships, I saw that as accomplishments. And now I'm like, wow, I am single now and it's for a higher, it's for higher powers purpose. Like I can't do that as transaction anymore. I think program is almost teaching me how to give and take, how to not be so in myself. I, I saw that today actually um, with my friends because I was venting to them. And then after that, I remember it. I was like, wait, 10 steps says you gotta be, you gotta get out of yourself, do service for someone else. So I, I just shifted into that, frame, that, that mind frame, you know, like, wait, you know, tell me about you. Tell me about you. Don't talk about me. Enough about my problems kind of thing. How to give and take and how to show up for others. And I just heard so much of that. Thank you so much. So I was so inspired by your share. Thank you for sharing. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording? <laughs>